0: Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful you're joining me on today's episode. The mission of Let's Talk is to simply allow the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to flip the script in our lives by allowing the Word of God to be the new script in our lives. On today's episode, I get to have a special interview with Maddie. Now, Maddie is a young woman that I met via Instagram out of all places. And even though she did not get to come to the studio, she actually was able to do a video conference with me. And so here is what's coming up next on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. Just from talking to you, Maddie it's so obvious that your passion for the Lord is so stirring in you, but it's also very contagious.
1: Aw, thank you. That means a lot.
0: Yes. And I wanted to know, I want to ask this. How did God woo you to himself that caused you to say yes to Jesus and to just jump all in?
1: Uh, Well, for me, um, both of my parents became Christians in their adult life, so I was raised in the church for me, but my parents were still very honest about their, kind of their life and their mistakes and then and I think I had a very different view of Christianity growing up. I had a really real view of what, like, what life is like, Um, and so my faith was never something that was forced on me necessarily, but it was something that I was able to grow into on my own. Okay. Um, But I would say about, like, 13, 14, just through some struggles I was going through. That's when I really, I think, personally, I decided, like, okay, let's do this for real, you know? Yes. I was 14, um, out of nowhere, I started having very extreme panic attacks. Okay. uh, The point where I was getting sick at school every single day, multiple times a day. I couldn't attend school, um, and it was the darkest moment of my life, and so... I ended up kind of dropping out of high school. I was a freshman, like April, March, April of my freshman year of, uh, of high school. Wow. And I just left. I didn't tell anyone. Um, a lot of that was because of the shame for me. I didn't want anyone, you know, to think I was like some crazy girl or whatever. Literally no one knew, not even my best friend knew. It was just like my mom, my dad, and my sister. Um and then once I left school is when the depression kind of began to creep on um, for me, okay. and because I was so fearful, I couldn't I couldn't leave my house, I couldn't ride a bus. It was I was so fearful of so many things. Wow. And so the depression kind of started to seek in. You're not good enough. Mm. You may you know um, God doesn't love you. There's you know he, the enemy was just speaking so many lies to me. And I didn't feel like I had a plan or a purpose. I felt like my purpose was I'm just gonna die. Wow. And that's what's. Good. Um, but God really, I I remember this moment. I was sitting in my room, and I'm like, God, I was the good Christian girl. I didn't, you know, do anything bad. Why is this, Why is this happening to me? Mm. And God spoke to me specifically in that moment and said, "This is your testimony. Mm. You're gonna help." so many people through this that your, your pain isn't in vain. It's for glory. Um, and in that moment, God really just took me out of that. And I believe in progressive healing, not just like a moment healing. And I've progressively healed over like a few years. I didn't talk about it for two years, maybe. Okay. Um, When I was 16, I began to talk about it and I've been able to see transformation. And when 17, um, I received a call to ministry from the Holy spirit. And, um, yeah, so I think a lot of it is by telling my testimony and realizing that if God can break anyone out of such a dark place, He can break you out of it.
0: I know that you have a passion for ministry. You have a passion mm-hmm. for the mission field. Is that right? And yes. you even
1: speak um, Spanish, correct? Yes. So my, uh, my grandfather, his family is from Puerto Rico, and my grandmother, her family is from uh, Portugal. So I grew up uh, not really speaking Spanish, though my dad doesn't speak. I'm the only one in my in my like family that speaks Spanish. Um, but I've kind of always felt connected to a lot of just intercultural things. Again, it's you know been surrounded with me and my family, and I've always just loved Spanish culture. Um, but when I was 19, okay. I moved to Uruguay for a semester, which is just a tiny little country in South America, right yes. under Brazil. And I lived there for four and a half months to learn Spanish and study the culture and the language. And in that, I really felt God call me to Latin American missions and the culture and the people there. I had an amazing time. Oh, that is so, so awesome. So I know also that your
0: um, the revelation that you've received about the kingdom of God is mm-hmm. so prevalent within you. The generation you're in is graced to go through This time that none Mm -hmm. of the generations before have ever had to endure. Mm -hmm. So with that said, how do you come alongside other people that are maybe in your, even in your age group to speak life and truth into them in such a God creative way?
1: My main message is that God has given you a purpose and a plan, not because of who you are or what you've done. Or what you will do or what you're good at. But God has given him a purpose because of whose we are. Mm-hmm. We are children of God. First and foremost, that is our identity. Come on. And so knowing that, we cannot fail. And we know we have a purpose. And our, our qualities, the way we struggle, the way we thrive, that has nothing to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the purpose that God has for us. So I think knowing that your purpose doesn't rely on you at all. I think for me, at least, that was a huge weight off my shoulders because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what if I'm not good at this? And what if I'm not good at organization and this? I'm never going to get a job. And a lot of people correlate purpose with job. And I, I just right. do think that's true. I think that God has so much more for us than we could ever imagine.
0: Amen, sister. That is so good. If we realize that we were sons and daughters mm-hmm. of the Most High God, that's where mm-hmm. everything really flows from is from that place mm-hmm. of knowing he's our father. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. I love that. I love what you said. It's not about anything else, but who's we are. So mm-hmm. now what about, you know, I know that you've been doing a youth camp, right? Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I'm working right now in Miami. I'm at a bilingual church okay. um, in South Miami. And, uh, I work with the youth here. Now is, this, it's for an, is that an internship that you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just, so I'm still working on my degree. I have like one more year left. This next year is my last year. Um, I go to Abilene Christian University, which is in West Texas. Yes, yes. So I've been going there for three years. That
0: I noticed that you love different cultures. Yes, you know everything is is glory to glory. We're going to know more mm. and more as as we just come into relationship with our God more and more deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that you're wanting to bring the kingdom culture into different cultures. Mm -hmm. How are you actively doing that even right now?
1: So for me, my, my kind of my theory and my thought and my belief on the way culture affects our Christianity is, is huge. I think that, so kind of the rules of this world and the cultures you're in wherever, whether you're in Asian culture or Latino culture or in American culture, the rules and the morals and the way it goes is not based on what the Bible says, but what the world says. When in reality, we should be putting our culture in our Christianity. Um, I think it's a big thing a lot of ministers ignore is um, respecting the culture and understanding the culture and how different. Culture groups respond to different things, um, and how different things are harder to talk about and things you should focus on. Um, and so for me, I'm working in a bilingual church. Okay. So you kind of have to understand a Spanish culture and American culture, because we do have both. Um, and there's always, there's always gonna be a natural division in between different cultures. It's just the way it is. Um, a lot of it has to do with language, a lot of it and more of it than that has to do with culture. Um, and so again it's just finding that balance and finding that place where you can bring those cultures together but also respect them individually and individually be effective ministering to those cultures so for me working in that a lot of it speaking spanish talking to people going to their houses eating their food and talking to them those are huge steps in spanish culture that a lot of people ignore because it doesn't seem like a big deal oh you're you know you're going to dinner over to their house it's not a big deal but for them That's a step towards respect. And then that effective ministering and prayer and relationship can begin to build on that. I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel a lot and live in South America, which I think was a really transformational period of my life. I was able to kind of see the way American culture has shaped me. Um, and originally the reason I wanted to study abroad in South America was to connect to like my Latina roots okay. and be able to connect back to my culture because the language had been lost and some of the culture had been lost. And so I kind of wanted to reconnect to that. And God in the Holy Spirit just opened a whole new door for me. Um, but I think that respect and honor we think of as a separate entity to spiritual life when in reality is a total God yeah, thing. That's right. Um, so... For me a lot of it was the roles of women in different culture okay is something that really moved me. Um I've been fortunate enough for my parents are amazing and supportive and I grew up in the most artistic and incredible household my mom would like let us paint on the walls my I had an incredibly relationship with my dad. I know it's I tell a lot of that and they're like you were allowed to what yeah my sister and I could paint mur- murals on our walls and they were Probably not very good looking, but my mom didn't care, and I have an extremely close relationship to my dad. I can talk to him about anything and wow. I really like anything. Now, are they uh, both my... Latino? No my my mom is Anglo, so she's oh okay okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I grew up in a very I think untraditional household where my dad was always super involved from the beginning. Okay, um, which is not something you see a ton even in Latino or American households. Is right. Father, all with their daughters and so when i realized that i was limited in some way in the rest of the world it, it kind of shocked me i was like what do you mean i can't wow i can't do that or for example i'm working in a lot of churches of christ abilene christian university is a church of christ oh, it is okay university, and so church of christ for a long time um had very limited roles for women it's changing and acu is an incredible university and they're making so many steps forward However, there are still certain ways that I've been limited, unfortunately. Um, and it's interesting because I come from four-square Pentecostal background, and then I'm going into mm. a very conservative background, and I thought there would be a lot more clashing, but the Holy Spirit has totally just covered everything uh. and worked in that. For example, in, you know, in Latino cultures, women and men are viewed very differently. Yes. Uh, and so for me... A big part about this was, is kind of understanding and not being like, oh, well, they're just narrow minded and they don't understand mm-hmm. in this, but understanding the root of that and how God can kind of begin to mend and fix those situations and give us the second to kind of, okay, maybe what we're doing isn't what the Bible said, or maybe we can tend to reevaluate, re-evaluate these things, but not also deny our culture and our tradition.
0: Wow. Um,
1: so it's it's definitely been kind of a roller coaster, but I have so many amazing mentors and places I've in Church of Christ ministries where I've been supported as a woman and um it's been great. That's amazing. And you
0: know, it's it's really interesting too how the culture of this world is the women rule, the you know, it's that whole mm-hmm. women rule mentality. And mm-hmm. I believe, you know, just like with um I think it's King Ahab and Jezebel. You know, mm-hmm. because King Ahab did not take up his his rightful role as a man, Jezebel mm-hmm. was able to arise and mm-hmm. dishonor and kill and, you know, do all the mayhem that we kind of see in the world we live in today, mm-hmm. especially within our Western culture. Um, mm-hmm. And so you see a lot of feminists rising up because they know the war cry of heaven, but they don't know how to properly cry out. And so because they don't know how to properly cry out, it's being done with dishonor and mm-hmm. it's putting down the man. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's doing everything that mm-hmm. the intention of the heart was a good place. So then, of course, the church goes the opposite role, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. the woman has no say. And so now mm-hmm. it's like you said earlier, it's God bringing in the balance of that. And seeing mm-hmm. that women have a place, and it's so such a beautiful place. Um, look at Mary Magdalene. Look at all of these different women within mm-hmm. culture, with, within Jesus' mm-hmm. time. He was such an advocate for women, you know, and their voices. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it was, I mean, he messed up the culture. I mean, when those, when those men would be like, what is she doing here in this house at Mm -hmm. your feet pouring? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What she's doing will be remembered in history. Mm -hmm. And so I love what you're doing is you are respecting, even in the moment of, where you don't see, get to see the fullness of you getting to walk mm-hmm. out what God has called you to within that mm-hmm. realm of the church, so to speak. You're able mm-hmm. to do it in the world properly. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But even your quietness and your gentle spirit
1: with the mm-hmm. Lord is going to make a way. Mm-hmm. And that took me a really long time. to understand? Because before <laughs> I was of like, with torches and despair, yeah. and I was just like, I'm going yes. to do what I'm doing. You know, it's uh, and I. You know, there have been situations where I've I've had bad experiences with uh, men in the church, but more than that, I've had such amazing experiences where I've been supported and yeah. I've been loved, and I've been been able to be trained and taught um, in the same equality as other men. Which so it's it's been an incre- an incredibly impacting. Time, but I'm I'm very happy. You know where I'm at.
0: I love that, and I really believe that this is such a it's such a it's such a topic that has to be talked about because again, it is so mis it's so abused and misused by mm-hmm. by both sides if not careful. And um, it, when you can do it with such honor and respect, people mm-hmm. listen. People are going to listen. Um, it becomes mm-hmm. white noise. So to speak, when everyone's yelling and everyone's screaming and everyone's you know yelling out for their rights,
1: yeah, exactly. But
0: God's like, I have promises. Now you can either pick up your rights, and you're only going to get that, or you can have my promises, and then I'm going to let you walk out your rights within the earth, so that other people mm-hmm. can have their rights too. You know, in the proper exactly. way. I love that. If your life were an inspirational book, what would you title it and why?
1: I think it would be uh, How to Discover Your Power Driven Purpose. Mm. Uh, and my goal behind that is I, I believe that as Christians and as, and as God's children and especially as women, we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out our God-given specific and unique purpose purpose yeah. for our life yes just so, kind of about how god has a plan for everyone and there's grace and there's love and going to make mistakes and that's part of the plan mm-hmm. uh, and your choices and the things you've been born into whether it's by choice or by not by choice at all god has been able to take that into something greater than you can ever imagine oh
0: come on girl what what are your next uh, ventures that are coming up that you can share
1: Okay, so um, right now I'm working in Miami. I'll be back at school for my final semester, our final year of college. Um, and, and for the first time in my life, I kind of don't know what's next. I'm like, okay, so I finish, yeah. finish college, and I'm like, what do I want to do? Um, my goal would be to begin Power Driven Purpose Ministries and begin to kind of do that independently. Okay. Uh, I have an event tomorrow um speaking so kind of sharing my testimony kind of what we're talking about so I'm very excited about that wow uh, but just kind of begin women's ministry and again that was something I fought for so long I'm like just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I have to do men's ministry you know it was very much like you know yeah. I can minister to if I want to but um last summer I was actually a worked as a hospital chaplain in a a uh, hospital in Houston, in Methodist Hospital, okay. and I was assigned the women's health kind of unit, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love ministering to women and connecting with women, and it was such an amazing time to understand just kind of the different struggles that women go through and the different struggles that women have when they're faced with a lot of issues. So, for example, in the women's health unit, we would have a lot of issues with, like, Fertility and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that stuff that supposedly makes you a woman, and so mm-hmm. when these women were told you can't do what you're supposed to, or they're losing, having late term miscarriages, or they're having stillbirths, they're not only going through the loss of a child or the loss of a a dream, but they're also going through the loss of kind of a part of who they are in their identity, and so mm, their it's an value, of their worth, time, yeah, their value and their worth. It you know and these are usually younger women sometimes older women or maybe women who are going through breast cancer and going through the issues and even it's a lot of it is about the physical appearance when women are going through mastectomies and stuff they don't feel beautiful they feel like they've lost what makes them a woman or maybe what fed their children and those connecting moments are so important and they're they're often looked over as oh like it's not that big of a deal at least you're you know at least you're not dying at least you know and these are serious issues that we don't talk about because Mm. women can't talk about these women's issues because they're gross or they're unacceptable in society but they are wow such deals to women
0: dang that's so i don't i'm sorry i used that word but (laughs) it's like wow like drop the mic right there Mm. god bless you maddie Thank you. I'm so grateful that you know exactly where God's assignment is for your life.
1: I just hope today that God reveals himself to you. He reveals his Holy Spirit to you and um, you experience his
0: love in a way today.
1: Amen,
0: sister. Well, listen, thank you again for joining me on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And remember... This show is all about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. Thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing to both my YouTube and podcast channels. To learn more, simply go to letstalkstudio.com.